Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today we are going to talk about China and the United States and spy games and what we can infer from the unique development that occurred. Um, we're going to do this because we got a couple of messages and it provides a very nice framing for this conversation, the two in conjunction. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, the United States, the Department of Justice, um, has basically decided to charge Chinese nationals with engaging in intelligence operations within the United States. This is unusual, and we'll get to why, and we'll kind of uh, get to what it means. So the first question that I got was, I was wondering what you think of this guy's take on Chinese spying. He's new and was wondering if he's worth following. Is there really a gentleman's agreement like this, or is he full of it? Okay, this guy is Big Red uh, <laughs> Big Red Kelt. Um, if you don't know, uh, this is somebody I chat with on Twitter. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> um, I'm vaguely familiar with his background. He, he, he knows what he is talking about. The gentleman's agreement definitely exists. Uh, for people on this channel, you, you'll probably like him. Um, he's very mellow, very concise, um, generally speaking. So it, it's probably something that people who enjoy this channel will enjoy. Um, he's also not new. He's new to YouTube, but he's been on other platforms making videos. Okay. So, what did he say beyond there's a gentleman's agreement? He basically said that the United States did this uh, for a whole bunch of reasons, um, but he didn't want to speculate on all of them. I will here in a minute. Um, but that a big one was that it seems that China is trying to step away from international agreements to include this gentleman's agreement. And that tracks. That makes sense. The gentleman's agreement works like this. Generally speaking, it's not the handler, the actual spy that is in the paid employee of a foreign power that gets arrested or charged. It's the source. It's the, the agent, the person who was turned that is a citizen of the country that is being spied upon. That's normally the person who is charged. And... The actual spy, the handler, most times is kind of handed a letter saying, hey, you're not welcome here anymore. Here's a plane ticket. Make sure you're on it. Um, and this happens pretty much all over the world. This is generally how it's done. Sometimes it's done because there's uh, a diplomatic cover involved. Um, but other times it's just easier. And we'll get to why. But there's an element of respect that all of those playing the great game, so to speak, um, they, they don't want to see somebody go to prison for 20 years just for doing their job. And it, it doesn't matter where that person is from necessarily. Um, so that plays into it. And the expectation is if we treat you like this, this is how you'll treat us. Um, it's also just easier logistically because let's say the United States goes out 
and arrests a Russian handler. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's Russia do? They go out and snatch up an American one. And then you have to work out a trade, and it's this whole thing. It's easier just to send them home. Um, and in many cases, they don't even do that. Because it's easier, it's more effective to know who the other spy is. You know, uh, rather than send them home and know that they're going to send a replacement who you haven't identified. Okay, so the gentleman's agreement is real, and this may have something to do with China trying to get out of that. And this is the U.S.'s way of saying, okay, you don't want to play by those rules anymore? Fine, turn around and put your hands on the wall. Um, but that's just one of the reasons, as he said. Other reasons. They went a little outside the norm with something. They tried to influence the judicial system, the legal system. They, they tried to get in there. And it's not unusual for intelligence agencies to do that. Theirs, ours, everybody's. But it's unusual to try to do it directly with a bribe. That's kind of, uh, that's just not how it's done. It's kind of against the norms. So that probably had something to do with it. Um, then there's the, the fact that Russia has been discovered to be nearly a near peer. We've talked for a year and a half or so about how the United States is moving to near peer contests. With Russia demonstrating that it's not really a near peer, there's probably a desire to kind of turn the heat up on China. And this may be part of that. Another thing is that in this case, DOJ got to run a double. Uh, one of the people that the Chinese spies approached, they made it to U.S. counterintelligence without being found out and were really working for U.S. counterintelligence while the Chinese thought they were working for them. Um, that Those kind of spy games, they don't get to be played very often. So there also might be an element of the counterintelligence guys at the FBI just being like, this is going to be fun. And then they stumble into a giant case. <laughs> um, that may have something to do with it as well. Uh, so those are, those are the main reasons. It's kind of upping the stakes, letting China know that if you're not going to comply with international norms, we're not going to either. Then there's the aspect of allowing China to understand that we're going to put more pressure on them than Russia. And given the fact that a lot of this had to do with tech, it may also be a signal to them of, you understand that if you start supplying Russia with tech, that we, we can upset you as well. And then there was a, a, a follow-up question that provides some unique framing. During the press conference, when the Department of Justice was talking about this, they kind of made a big deal 
about, you know, and China was was using state resources and conducting espionage to give a company a commercial advantage. And I got a whole bunch of people sending me messages like, don't, don't we do that? <laughs> yes. Uh, but there is a slight difference here. Normally, when the U.S. does it, you hear the phrase American interest, and it's very general. It's competing for a commercial position that could be filled by any company that is U.S.-based or even allied-based. Chinese intelligence was apparently trying to support a specific company. That's a little outside the norms. Um, But that also doesn't mean that the people up there were lying. When, when they presented it as something that just doesn't happen, they were more likely just inaccurate. The people up there were counterintelligence officers or people who are on the counterintelligence side. They're cops. Think of them like that. They're law enforcement. Um, their job is to catch foreign intelligence operations within their jurisdiction and disrupt them, arrest people, that kind of thing. It's a law enforcement capacity. They're trying to get people to play by the rules within that jurisdiction. The commercial advantage stuff, the national interest, American interest, all of that stuff, that's done by intelligence officers, not counterintelligence officers. If counterintelligence is law enforcement, what's an intelligence officer? Like, really, what's their job? If you don't church it up, they're a criminal. They're a trained criminal. That's, that's the job. You travel to a foreign country under an assumed name. You engage in burglary, theft, identity theft, espionage. Like, on a daily, that's just Tuesday. So, there's a different frame of mind between the two. And... There's a lot of times when the counterintelligence side doesn't really, you know, necessarily know some of the shadier stuff that the intelligence community does, or they kind of overlook it as, oh, that's just a bad apple or something like that. Um, But yes, the United States absolutely uses its intelligence service, its military, all of these things to secure American interest which in many cases is a commercial advantage. But normally, I'm not going to say it never happens, but normally the United States doesn't conduct an intelligence operation at the behest of, you know, Twitter. Like that's not normally something that occurs. Um, so... That's that's where that came from. That's how it is a slight bit different. Um, and that is why they acted the way they did. Because they're not spies. They're spy catchers. And they have a very different frame of mind. They're, they're cops. And intelligence officers are criminals. So there's a rough overview What we can infer from this is that the United States is going to turn up the heat when it comes to Chinese intelligence operations. They're probably going to be more aggressive in their own intelligence operations against China. 
Um, and this is just more of the ratcheting up of the near peer contest, Cold War style stuff. And that's, uh, that's where we're at. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.